0: The Bible presents two different ways, two different ideas, rather, about how the kingdom of God is going to come to earth. We'll be talking about these shortly. Don't miss it. So here's the situation the Bible predicts from the foundation of. Of the world that the kingdom of God as it is known in heaven is going to come and is going to be established on earth that this is the purposes of God goes all the way back to the foundation of the world and Jesus himself is the one that that lets us know that so so the big question is when the kingdom of God finally gets to the earth how is it coming what what is going to be when we see it coming and it's culminating uh, full fashion how is it going to come and is there any precursors to that that exemplifies how it's going to come so we've already seen uh, just briefly from the old testament and during the days of jesus the coming of the kingdom of God to earth had been presented uh, in two ways. First of all, it is what scholars call the prophetic tradition. It had been presented that the kingdom of God would come in the prophetic tradition. What that means is, is that uh, this comes from the writing of the Old Testament prophets. And also uh, although the, the uh, emphases... Uh, varies from book to book in the Old Testament. The general position of, of the prophetic tradition is that the kingdom of God will make its entrance into the world in a historic fashion, much as have all other kingdoms which have preceded it, that it will come in time, it will come in history. Um, uh, in other words, a leader will arise the nation will be rallied, it will be pulled together, and assault will be made on Gentile power, and, uh, and this, this uh, overtaking of the world for the establishment of the kingdom of God is presented here as a geographical, physical assault, one which will overthrow political kingdoms and replace them with the kingdom of God. Now, a little note, Uh, one can see quickly why the announcement of Jesus in Mark chapter 1 that the kingdom of God was at hand, why this created a major ripple through the land. This also shows his appeal to people like Simon the Zealot. The Zealot means that he was one of those with exceptional zeal. There was a group of these people called the Zealots. And um, he was one of those with uh, exceptional zeal to bring about the establishment of the kingdom of God on earth. And so you know that Simon had deep concepts of how the kingdom of God was going to come to the earth. So the model that um, the prophetic tradition for the coming of the kingdom of God to earth, the model that it uses is David. Uh, King David, at the zenith of his kingdom. The prophets actually use David by name in some of their descriptions of the glory of that kingdom when it comes. And um, uh, there's, there's numerous scriptures that doesn't, but Ezekiel is very clear on this. And uh, to define their hoped-for day, they spoke of that day as, the phrase that we previously mentioned, as the day of the Lord. So one need only read the Old Testament to see the images which were conjured up in the minds of the people when it was announced the kingdom of God is at hand. This rock society, this brought to life hopes that some people, they were so dim within them that they never thought it would take place. And now here's Jesus coming with authority and saying the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is at hand. Uh, in the prophetic tradition, the primary title for the coming leader was son of David. And this, this brought up images of Israel in its glory and of a leader in power and glory like David. Thus the vision of the kingdom of God, this, this, this vision that they had, according to the prophetic uh, tradition, was one that accompanied uh, the idea of military might and glory and one that revolved around an understanding that the kingdom would be visible by its military victories and prowess and by its geographical and political power structures that would come with Christ himself coming, the kingdom being established in Jerusalem. All of these things were part and parcel of the concept of the coming of the kingdom of God according to the prophetic tradition which arose out of the Old Testament. And um, this was, mm, this was at least among the Pharisees, this was the predominant and probably among the common people. This was the predominant thinking about how the kingdom of God was going to come. So therefore, when they thought about uh, Jesus as Messiah, Uh, They were looking for where is he going to get his army? When is he going to declare that he is king? Uh, And the people tried to make him king after he did supernatural miracles. All of this is tied around a concept that uh, was shot through society through now centuries of teaching from generation to generation that the kingdom of God was going to come to earth and that it was it was going to come according to this prophetic tradition that we have just been discussing. Well, on the other side was the apocalyptic tradition. The apocalyptic tradition of the coming of the kingdom of God is also found in Scripture. Uh, the book of Daniel, the book of Revelation, are identified as apocalyptic books. Along with these, there are uh, numerous other apocalyptic passages in Scripture such as Matthew 24, Luke 21, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, um, 2 Thessalonians 2, uh, the Book of Jude. Uh, all of these have either ha- are apocalyptic passages or these books contain apocalyptic passages. Uh, Furthermore, during the time between the close of the Old Testament and the opening of the New Testament, this new genre of writing that we've discussed, uh, apocalyptic, developed and it greatly affected Palestine uh, of Christ's day. Most of these apocalyptic writings, and there's only primarily between 20 and 30 books in the apocalyptic writings, and they are a genre of their own in the world. There's no other books that are exactly like these, and they have uh, characteristics about them that are uh, common. Anywhere you see apocalyptic, you see these common characteristics, uh, and maybe we can take time at some point to talk about those characteristics. But for now— uh, it's important for us to know that these apocalyptic writings were written in the 200 years uh, before Christ appeared in the Mark 1, 14, 15 scripture that we have read. And there were even, I think, a few that were written post-apostolic days, but most of these were written uh, prior to the apostles. And uh, now, of course, as we've noted, they are called apocalyptic writings, and they uh, are like no other writings before them. They were considered holy. I'm doing a little uh, recap here, uh, but were not canon of Scripture, and everyone knew that. They were a mix of national identity and religious reverence. They believed that they contained things that were revelation, that were not scripture. They were aware that there were things in these books uh, which were not scripture. Uh, other things in these books agreed with scripture or e- elucidated scripture. And um, uh, very during the times of Christ, these were very popular, but they did fall out of favor. And the reason they fell out of favor is that these books was telling how the kingdom of God was going to come And, in fact, these books were actually banned from Judaism after the fall of Jerusalem in 70 A.D., which was just 30 years after Jesus proclaimed the kingdom of God is at hand. And so when instead of the kingdom of God coming, uh, cataclysmic uh, destruction came. And so this confused them. They said, well, these books said it's going to come apocalyptically. And we'll try to explain a little bit more about what that means. But it did not come apocalyptically. It didn't come at all. And, in fact, instead, there was a judgment of the destruction of Jerusalem, which is a precursor of the destruction that will come at the time of the end, uh, at the time of the day of the Lord. And so uh, because they projected the eventual violent victory of the coming of the kingdom of God, these books, uh, and instead, they got their capital laid to the ground and became dispersed throughout the world. As a result of this, uh, this, this, uh, this belief, this embracing of the apocalyptic vision uh, uh, suffered abandonment by many of the people. Now, the apocalyptic usually had a story framework um, and were oftentimes speeches. Uh, They were usually a revelation that was mediated to a human recipient by an otherworldly being, by an angel or something. And uh, they reveal a heavenly reality. About half of them included a heavenly tour guide, like John, in the book of Revelation and, um, uh, and other things. Now, the apocalyptic tradition of how the kingdom of God was going to come to earth contrasts With the prophetic tradition, Uh, the apocalyptic idea had a very pessimistic attitude toward history, that it's kind of hopeless, that judgment's coming, that doom is a primary characteristic of the future. Uh, It includes profound interest in signs of the end time that would give us indications of its coming These signs fall into three categories. Um, uh, The first of the categories is natural signs like earthquakes, famine, cosmic disturbances. The second category of these signs are social, like loss of natural affection, uh, turning on parents, hateful, unthankful, unclean, and so forth. Uh, then there's a third category of the science, which was spiritual, and that was uh, being an apostate would be common during this time. Deception, uh, delusion, false doctrine, and uh, uh, embracing things that are actually presented by the enemy, uh, but proposed as being from the Lord, uh, like the Antichrist himself, uh, and so the apocalyptic vision always takes the view that God is in control of history no matter what it looks like, and it has a predetermined plan for the world. So in the apocalyptic vision when of the coming of the kingdom of God, when you see a place where it looks like the devil's winning, it looks like the battle's being lost, it looks like God's not doing anything about these terrible things that are happening. Where's God? Why isn't he coming down here and and uh, and and kicking the fire out of these people. What what's the matter with God? And so, but uh, theologians recognize that in the apocalyptic presentation, there are things that are called divine passives, divine passives, and these are usually identified with the opening statement: "It was given, uh, it was given to such and such to reign, or it was given to such and such to attack." God's people or whatever. And so it doesn't mean that God's not in control. It means in this specific situation that God had allowed this to take place. And the fact that God has not done anything about it is because there's certain divine passives. He's coming. He's going to bring judgment. It's going to be severe judgment. It'll be commensurate with what needed to be judged and how it needed to be judged. But that for now, God is not doing that. So those are divine passives. Uh, Now, this takes the opposite view of the prophetic tradition. Um, The apocalyptic tradition says the kingdom will not come through historical processes, but rather it contains an eschatological moment when very rapidly the kingdom of God will enter the flow of human history. It will scatter everything from heaven to breakfast. Um, It will It'll be an intercepting of the long-established, ongoing, chronological flow of history. It will disrupt everything, compare the book of Revelation. It will be cataclysmic in nature, and it replaces everything with a new order. It's unapologetic. It doesn't ask if it can come. It assumes that it owns the earth and that it has been allowing all these things to go on like they've been going on. Uh, by squatters that do not have demonic forces that do not have rights to live on the earth but have been allowed to be there, but that the day is coming when the squatters are going to be kicked out. It's going to come vertically and it's going to break into the horizontal flow of chronology. Now, in this light, what Jesus said has particular meaning. Now, perhaps we can begin to get an idea of the explosive reactions which immediately began to take place when Jesus announced the kingdom of God is at hand. This was a revolutionary claim, and the idea that the time has come would be instantly carried across the land like lightning, and and all the conflicting ideas would be and were immediately in foment. And so um, this this is the state that things are left in, When you begin to realize what Jesus was talking about and the conflict between the prophetic tradition and the apocalyptic tradition. So which one's really the most true in how this is going to come? We will be talking about that shortly.